0: To still buffering a cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
2: So I grew some squashes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I thought, where's the applause? Ooh. Thank you. I grew some squashes. Um, and I grew uh some Cajun bell peppers.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: Have you all ever heard of these? I have not. No. They're bell peppers, but they're smaller. (laughs) Are they spicy? They're somewhat spicy, but they're supposed to be a mild spiciness, 100 to 1,000 Scoville units. Ah. Depending on how long you let them ripen. Okay. They start out green, then they turn orange, then they turn red. And they get spicier as they go. I thought mild spiciness meant I could cut a piece off of it and feed it to my children.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: I messed up.
0: What happened?
2: Well... So I gave a, like I cut a piece. So like there's the pepper, there's the stem end where all the seeds are, right? Then there's the other end. And if you cut a piece off just the bottom part, you don't get any ribs or seeds. And so you eat a piece of that. It really doesn't taste spicy. So first, like all four of us ate a little bit of that. And we were like, oh, ooh, OK, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I cut off another piece because everybody wanted another piece a little bit higher that had a little bit of a rib in it. And first, Justin took a bite and he was like, holy crap. He actually puked in the sink. Just a little, and I was like, just a little. And I'm standing there, still munching on mine, going, "Honey, it's not spicy. Like, what is? Like, I can't handle. I'm not trying to be like, I can't handle spicy Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm not into spicy food. But I was like, this is not spicy, honey. What is wrong with you? Are you okay? And then at that moment, both the girls start going, "Ah!" and I was like, (laughs) Oh, oh no. So once you get towards the rib part. It's very spicy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, <laughs> Quite spicy. I know. I felt terrible. So did you give them milk milk all around. and then they were walking around the house. I took w- a washcloth and put some ice cubes in it, and they were holding it to their lips and walking Aww. around all pitiful, going Yeah, my hips are burning. <laughs> they were Gosh. fine. I did I did not mean to. I it said mild spiciness. Yeah. I'm gonna ask them why their mommy burned their lips. Oh wow. They were so mad at me. I think Cooper asked for another bite. Well, yeah, which is about right.
1: (laughs)
0: That sounds right.
1: That reminds me of the time that I we were doing a habanero syrup at my job, and uh, I sent the bar back to the store, and they came back with uh, Scotch bonnets by mistake, which look uh, look kind of similar. And you know, you put Scotch bonnets in like a heated solution that creates sort of a cloud of of smoke. (laughs) Kind of nuked the bar. <laughs> oh my oh gosh! No. Luckily we weren't open. It was it was early in the day, but uh, the, we were crying for a while. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh. Don't don't make gaseous Scot- scotch bonnet clouds.
2: Don't do that. That was that time we were we participated in chili fest one year, mm. and I helped make the chili. I think mom and dad ran a chili booth. I don't know. Probably. I was helping make chili for some reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was cutting up the peppers for it, and I didn't wear gloves. And I got that thing where like the pepper juice gets because I pick at my cuticles got in my fingers Ah. and my my hands were like burning and numb for like half the day. It was awful.
0: It's like that episode of Drake and Josh, you know, (laughs) where they have the chili cook off and and Megan tricks her gullible older brothers into buying Peruvian puff peppers.
1: Oh, is that a real
0: thing? I don't. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Um, I like just just like that I like the idea that I I understand using fake names for like technology that's trademarked but oh no that that pepper that's a trademark pepper we gotta make up a pepper yeah (laughs) make up a make up a fake pepper quick
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: that is such an archy thing where they would just Uh, make up name like they couldn't use the name of a celebrity or whatever no we're just not going to we're gonna gonna almost use the name of the celebrity but change like one letter
1: (laughs) yep
0: now if you look up proving puff pepper what comes up is the episode of Drake and Josh called Peruvian Puff Pepper, season okay. three, episode two. I guess it's not a real thing.
2: <laughs> um. Well, anyway, that was an oops. Um, I'm gonna pick them a little earlier before they turn red, because then they won't be as spicy. Oh, hopefully. you waited
0: until they were red.
2: Well, I thought that's what you're supposed to do with it. So I also got snacky peppers, like mm-hmm. little red snacking peppers, and those like it's hard to wait because it takes a while for them to turn red. But if you wait till they turn red, they're sweet. They're like really mm-hmm. sweet, mm-hmm. so but now how am I? I don't know how I'm gonna convince they <laughs> will never trust you again. I know because no. she used to do that last year when I grew them. She would just walk over and if she saw red one, she would pick it off and start eating it. Well, we gotta be careful this year.
1: <laughs> Dangerous game you have set
2: up, Sid. I, <laughs> I know. know. Oops, but the squashes though, all the squashes. All the squashes. There's, yeah. there's not
1: a extra spicy squash out there, I don't think. Right.
2: No, yeah. I also grew. I also grew stevia. And they will go over and pick leaves off the stevia and suck on them. Because they're sweet, right? It, it just, it's like sugar. It yep. tastes like, I mean, it just tastes like you're sucking on a sugar leaf.
0: You could dig that.
2: I don't know. Taylor, you could probably make some sort of syrup out of these. Well, I mean, uh, uh,
1: out of the stevia? I think that's the, the thing.
2: <laughs> I think that's what stevia is. Well, yeah. I know, but like I've never
1: done it. <laughs> Not a fresh stevia. I, you know what? I even like, say, oh, it's fresh grown stevia. It still sounds like, oh, so it's fake sugar. It's it's just chemical. a plant. <laughs> I, I know. I know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. It's flowering now. It's very pretty. Yeah. My big giant stevia bush. I've yeah. Grown <laughs> for no reason.
1: Are those, what is the the chives you have that are uncomfortably large? Is that what they are? Uh, scallions? Have, oh, man. Scallions.
0: I have giant yeah. scallions that have flowered. Big flowers on the top. They make me uncomfortable. I, I didn't My,
1: like them to look
0: at. No.
2: All my herbs are trying to flower. I keep cutting them back because once they flower, they don't taste right. Um, the you, cilantro keeps trying to flower.
1: You've got to you've got to uh, take some in and make some some tinctures or uh, or infusions mm-hmm. with them.
2: Yeah, I've a uh, um, my dill for sure because my dill has now it's looking really pretty on the top. It's got these little yellow flowers. It's really pretty, but the dill has gotten out of control.
0: Do either of you have the cilantro, Gene?
2: No, I love cilantro. I Same do. Here.
0: Oh, it tastes, it tastes like, soap? like soap. Yes, that's so. Sad. Mom has told me the same for her as well, so maybe that's where I get it. I don't know, but it tastes um. very bad. We did that in biology class once. We t- tested the strips or whatever that mm-hmm. if it tastes like soap, then you have that, and it tasted very bad. And I didn't understand why everyone else was like, "Hmm, paper." no
1: (laughs) i I still don't really understand why everyone else is like "Mm, paper Mm, paper (laughs) (laughs) paper. (laughs) i love this paper well now sydney
0: sometimes your daughters will just eat paper
2: yeah the other day cooper started screaming and i said what's wrong what's wrong she went i just ate a sticker (laughs) and i said what I just ate a sticker. And I said, well, is it like, st-? I'm thinking like, is it caught in your, like, why are you crying? Like, is it caught in your throat? Do you feel like you're choking? But she's talking to me and crying. Obviously, she's breathing. And she goes, no, but I have that sticker and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a part of you. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, was, probably... it looked like a little ice cream cone. And oh. so she ate it. Well,
0: that's now like <laughs> that gum. Be will tricky. it stay in her stomach for seven years? No, it was one of those like pu- like puffy stickers though. Oh, no. So
2: Ooh. I assume I'm gonna see it eventually. We'll we tell might her get it's that not gone back. forever. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I told her that. I s- I actually said we may see it again <laughs> in a different form. <laughs> so, I yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, she's old enough. I don't feel like she should still be eating stickers. But I mean, Charlie does it on purpose sometimes. Mm-hmm. I saw her tear off a piece of paper and just eat it, and I was like, hey, don't what? And she said, my daddy does it. Daddy
2: told her it was okay (laughs) to
0: eat paper and so she sometimes eats paper because daddy told her it was okay. And (sighs) That's still something I remember from my childhood is watching Justin when I was very young eat the fortunes out of the fortune cookies, Mm -hmm. eat the paper, and just sit there (laughs) in awe of like, (gasps) Mm -hmm.
1: ah. Did he just (laughs) do it for the show? Just for the the goof? He's Justin McElroy. Of course (laughs) he does it
2: for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I don't know.
1: Um that's how you speaking- make sure a fortune comes true, you eat it.
2: Yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly. Did you hear that kids? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Uncle Shelby's ABC book. <laughs> um so, speaking of shows,
1: uh-huh, you know a show I love. Oh, don't we ever? Here it is. Here's the episode. Apropos Grease
0: nothing. Grease 2. I got I gotta say, I gotta be honest. I went into this. I had not watched this in I, many years, I think. Uh huh. And I went into rewatching it this week, thinking I'm gonna have an open mind. Maybe I have just taken the goof too far. Maybe I have just said it's really bad because it makes Sydney angry and it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have an open mind. Maybe it's not as bad as I remember. And it's worse than I remembered. I can't believe you would say that. <laughs> it's very bad, Sydney. It's very bad.
1: But is it? Good, bad. Yes. yes. That was the debate that I was having. I watched it last night and I'm like, I, I mean, this is awful. Like, absolutely. This is ridiculous. But I am very much enjoying myself watching this just absurdity that's happening on screen.
0: It was not even that far into the movie. It was when they got to the bowling alley and they're all singing, we're going to score tonight mm-hmm. while they're dancing in the bowling alley. And I just went, no, I, I can't. No, I can't. That's a, But that's a bop. No. Mm. no, no, <laughs> no, no. Mm. I think it's great. I don't think there was any song in this movie that I thought I would like to listen to that again.
2: <laughs> I don't know how that is true. There are so many good songs in that movie. Okay, first of all, le- okay, let me yeah, preface with start, it. if you haven't, at the beginning. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't seen Grease 2... <laughs> um. It's a it's a spiritual sequel to Grease. I mean, it's it's still set at Rydell High. Most people have seen Grease, I think.
0: I will give it. It's um, more of a sequel to Grease than, like, Mean Girls 2, where there's like nothing in common. Sure. This, at least, you have the vague connection like with Frenchie and Sandy's cousin.
2: Yes. Who's so, British. Sandy's British cousin. Australian <laughs> Sandy has a British cousin. Yeah. Yeah. We just figure, like, if they've got an accent, they're probably they're related.
1: related. <laughs> and, and Frenchie is back at in high school, but she, I mean, uh, she's a lovely actress. But I, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, she's going to be like a teacher or something, right? She, she's definitely in her 30s. No. Oh, no, no, she's a, a student. Getting her diploma.
2: Okay. Because mm-hmm. she, <laughs> she dropped out of beauty school and went back to high school to take chemistry, so she'd better be better at beauty school. So, so this she is can have stretch. her own
0: cosmetic line. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: So, uh, but the, the basic plot is very similar to Greece in that you have in Greece one, you've got the sort of nerdy good girl mm-hmm. and the bad boy and then we flip that in Greece too. So Sandy's cousin uh uh shows up and he is nice and pleasant and British. Yes. Michael Carrington. Mm-hmm. Uh and he he just wants to, you know, do well in school and be a good guy and whatever and he falls in love with uh Stephanie who is the leader of the Pink Ladies, recently broken up from the head T-Bird. And uh, he has to get a motorcycle and win her over as a cool rider because that's all she wants. She wants a bad boy. She doesn't want a good boy. She wants a cool rider. It all works out in the end. So, I mean, it's just Grease. It's like gender-swapped Grease, more they or were less.
0: Gonna, except, okay, <laughs> hold on. First, Their first mistake was, I read they were going to call it More Grease and said they called <laughs> it Grease, too. More Grease would have been a way better name. More Grease. More Grease. That's, a, that's
2: <laughs> terrible. Uh, um, second, debatable, but fine. Oh, 1982, by the way, is the year of this film.
0: Yes. Um, second, it has death, question mark? There's a moment where they all think he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, secret, like, oh, what movie was I thinking it was like? It's not like, I mean, a little bit Romeo and Juliet, I guess. Like. hmm death but also he's in disguise yes it's not like in greece where sandy just like puts on the leather bodysuit and they're like oh it's sandy but not sandy He, he like pretends to be the mysterious cool writer who then dies but then oh he's back and it's so it's michael okay so when michael
2: first shows up played by maxwell caulfield uh he he falls in love instantly with michelle pfeiffer stephanie don't we all stephanie zanoni and uh he he tries to ask her out a couple times, and she makes it clear through a song called "Cool Writer" that she's looking for a cool writer who is a writer that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the greatest songs and scenes in no, cinematic no, history,
0: no, how did the you lyrics not? Literally, are, I want a cool writer, a writer that's cool.
1: Now I, I will give credit to Michelle Pfeiffer in the this entire movie, like. I mean, it's hard not to focus on her because she's amazing. But like, right. she seems very in on the joke of how bad this thing she's in is. <laughs> like, everybody else is doing the choreography and she's just kind of in the background like, all right, <laughs> like, I'm just going to wave my hands and wear my sunglasses. I think she is very self-aware in this movie. I, I enjoyed her performance immensely. <laughs> yeah. I think
2: she's so cool. And I, I just like...
1: Sydney, you like I, her because she's dressed like Laura Dern in Jurassic Park half the time, just with skinny yeah. jeans. Like, here's an oversized button-up shirt and like a loose pony and and some skinny jeans. Like, it's just your, it's I just, the, it's just your type of lady. <laughs> I yeah. do, I do like that. But I will
2: tell you that scene when she sings "Cool Rider and she climbs up on that ladder. I mean, talk about talk. <laughs> Was that a cultural <laughs> reset about- for you?
1: Talk about finding your root. <laughs> that was the moment. That was it. I'm just saying, when she straddles that ladder, I
2: was like, oh, okay, this is this is the film. This is the movie.
0: This is the moment. It's a great song, too. I think that's where we're going to have to disagree. <laughs> it um, seems like, it, it, Taylor, you're very right. It seems like even when she's singing it, her face is just. I am aware this is not it, but I'm gonna just go with it.
2: Yep. I but I I like okay. Let's just talk for a second. Like this guy shows up, and he's smart and he's conventionally attractive, right? And he is, and he plays the piano, and he seems willing to be helpful and you know kind and all those so like a lot of nice qualities, right? He seems like on the surface a nice guy, and he wants to take her out on a date and. She very definitively says, yeah, I know you're a nice guy. And like, I'm not saying we can't be friends, but I don't want to date you. You're just not my type. Here's what I'm looking for. And it's not you. And I don't have to say yes to a date because you're a nice guy. That is so like ahead of its time. That whole concept that she would be strong enough. Because like even today, the idea is like, oh, don't you want to date him? He's a nice guy. No, Stephanie Zanoni does not want to date him because not what she's looking for. He's not for. a cool writer. He doesn't know what she needs.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I... I just think I, that's great. I like that you're pulling like like sort of feminist messages from this movie where it, there's an entire <laughs> central theme of like, well, the pink ladies belong to the T-Birds. Like, I don't remember that being as heavily enforced in the first Grease and then in the second Grease, it's, it's coalesced into this thing. Like, no, yeah. the T-Birds belong to the pink ladies and the pink ladies belong to the T-Birds. This is it.
2: But she caught. But the reason they I think they stress it is because she is standing in defiance of it by saying, "Maybe I don't want to be somebody's chick." She that's a line. That is a line. And I think that that like it it the original feminist icon. <laughs> well, I just think it flips a lot of because like in Greece they don't have to say it because it's just so assumed. Sure. Like of course they belong to the T birds. Why would we ever? We don't even need to tell you that. Like obviously they're T bird ladies. That's who they the pink ladies are. Um, and Stephanie Zanoni is like forget that I'm my own lady
0: yeah I will say though at least in in original Grease Sandy and Danny obviously like want to be with each other and especially Mm -hmm. Danny obviously likes Sandy so her putting on the the cat suit at the end is not like I'm going to trick you into liking me and trick you into dating me. It's like, here, you already like me, but now I guess it's more socially acceptable for you to like me in front of your friends. This movie is like, I definitely don't want to date you. You're not what I like. I don't like you. Hold on. Let me trick you into liking me.
2: Well, yes. I think you, I mean, because he does. So he, he builds a motorcycle and learns how to ride it and becomes a cool rider. but he always wears goggles and a helmet so you can't tell that it's him. So he's Spider-Man. <laughs>
1: I I, right. I did like the uh, the very clever writing where he asks her if she's ever read a Superman comic, and it's like, oh, I get it. He's alluding to himself as mm-hmm. Superman. Mm-hmm.
2: He's Superman. <laughs> um, and so he does he does trick her in a sense, but like I think what we're also supposed to believe is he can contain multitudes.
1: Oh, that, that's okay. what
2: we're supposed to believe. He that person can be more than one thing. He also uh, he can be Shakespeare and cool writer. That's what they call him. The T-birds derisively call him Shakespeare. No.
0: He also is able to pay for the motorcycle by cheating for all the T-birds. This is true. This is tr- he writes their papers.
2: Already causing to question, like how good of a guy is this good guy that he's willing to <laughs> write write papers for money? Papers for papers. <laughs> yeah. Papers for paper. That's what they say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, they they do now. They do give us, I think, the setup that. Uh, Steph might fall for him as Michael with that, you know, that where she's having a hard, hard time at her English class, so he offers to tutor her, he gives her help, they they finally mm-hmm. kind of get their date, and she seemed very charmed by him. Uh, he, he threw sure. around a few fancy words, and she was like, wow, you're really smart. <laughs> I, think, I think the actual word that she was impressed by was incestuous, which is, I, I don't know, they could have picked a sexier word, but... <laughs> that is that is what that
0: is (laughs) i found very fitting that right after i watched this and that scene was in it then i saw a tiktok from hank green on my for you page that said is he really smart or does he just use big words is he really smart or does he just listen to too many podcasts (laughs) (laughs) um but that's the that's the infamous burger scene yes
1: it's infamous well i've talked about it
0: (laughs) sydney's sydney's (laughs) infamous burger scene (laughs) To know Sydney, you must know the burger scene. Mm, the burger scene from Greece too. It's um, fundamental. Which I guess is like the, the little twist, right? She starts falling for him a little, but bit. also cool writer. Yeah, it's like oh, but wait, they're the
1: same. Person. Yeah, because that—that's how it's. That's the only way that it's okay is that he deceived her. Yeah, but then she started to fall for the real him because then at the end she says, "Oh, it's a two for one." So, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, it's like when MJ that's falls what, yeah, for Spider-Man and Peter guy. Parker,
2: right? I got two for the price of one. It's very nice. It's very pleasant. Um, But I really don't know. I think "Cool Rider is a great song. Now I would say that the the main song, the "Grease" two like lead-in song, we gotta go back, back, back to school again. That Mm -hmm. one, it's not maybe the best jam in the whole thing. It's not. No, it does not. It does not give you the sort of immediate hook that "Grease" does from the original "Grease." Um,
0: if they were gonna use, it sounded like the same music in like the intro, mm-hmm. not like that song, but like the the credits and at the end again. Yeah, they should have just used. They should just use Grease. should uh, y- yeah. yeah,
2: but More the, Grease. But you've got cool. I think cool, I would argue Cool Rider is great. I would argue that like Reproduction is kind of a quirky, funny
1: little number. Wait, oh, okay. I thought that was Hold the on. one we were not gonna talk about. Yes, you. Okay, we're not gonna talk about Reproduction. That, and like, look, I. I love some camp. I love some bad taste, but but it comes out and is good again. And that was the one number that kind of pushed me to the point where I was like, is this, am I going to, am I on board? Am I really on board? It is, now, a, it is a trip, Sid. It, if much like me, you,
2: you originally saw Grease 2 when it was shown on like TBS or something, which is where like my first interactions with Grease 2 were finding it on TV randomly one day and being like, there's a sequel to Grease? And uh, like, I had no idea about this movie and I just found it one day and watched it on one of those networks that would rerun movies over and over again. They cut out reproduction for the longest time. Now, nowadays, really? uh, well, I mean, everybody streams it, so like nobody, right. but yeah, back in the day, they would cut out or like VH1 used to play it on movies that rock Um, and, uh, I'm so old, but they, uh, but they would cut this number out because it's so sexy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> no, no, no. through the. Se- I'm sexy is not the lyrics the word again. What use for this song, this this uh, it's uh, it's awkwardly sexual. I guess is fair. Uh,
2: it is awkwardly sexual,
1: but it's supposed to be awkwardly sexual. But I think it goes it goes beyond. It's an uncanny valley of of uncomfortable sexual innuendo. It's sex
0: ed. I am de- I am convinced that your children will reach a certain age where you will, instead of having a talk with them, will turn on this this song. Reproduction. And say, here reproduction. you go. Because <laughs> the first half when I was listening to it, I was like, okay, you've got like the the flower metaphors, mm-hmm. right? Like the birds and the bees and that. Oh, and then it just shifts. It's like, oh no, wait. No, 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 no,
2: nope, no. There it is. No, I don't like it. That, <laughs> yeah, it was a long... Oh,
1: yeah. go ahead. That's that one guy that keeps saying in the background, where does the pollen go? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I hate
2: it was this. A, I hate everything about this. It was this. such a long time before I knew that that was in the movie because <laughs> I saw that movie on TV so many times without that number. And then the first time I saw it, I was like, what is this? What is this song? I,
1: I do enjoy the weird subplot of like the substitute teacher <laughs> who's kind of like a Giles-esque, like, yeah, guy. Yeah. And then like the, the music teacher. Is she a music, music teacher? I don't know. The Miss Mason? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I, I, I don't know how I feel about all these these kids, but uh, I hope they they get together in the end because they seem real cute together.
2: They, they insinuate that they're together.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, all right. Well, I have to tell you about when I met Maxwell Caulfield. But before we do that, <laughs> let's check the group message. Uh, first of all, this week, um, I want to tell you, we've been talking a lot about me growing vegetables and stuff. That's fun. But sometimes uh, I'm not sure what to cook and I don't have all the right ingredients and I don't have a good recipe and I don't know where to start. But I want to try something at home that I can make that would be fun and easy and affordable, um, but maybe something I haven't tried before. And that's why I use HelloFresh. Because the great thing is that uh, HelloFresh will deliver a box of all the ingredients you need for your recipes, along with easy-to-follow instructions, uh, steps, and pictures. So you can look at the pictures, too, to make sure you're doing it right. Uh, And you can make something maybe that, like, you haven't tried before or with ingredients that aren't as easy to get in your area without a lot of extra waste, too. So, like, you don't, you know, go to the grocery store, buy, like, a giant bunch of parsley, use a tiny bit of it, and then not know what to do with the rest. You have exactly what you need in the box. You follow the instructions. It's super easy to do. They have a lot of different, like, eating plans. So, like, if you're a vegetarian or a pescatarian or whatever, you can uh, pick that box and and make sure that it's the kind of food that you want to eat. Um, and every single recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers. So, uh, we have used HelloFresh for a while. It's super easy. You just follow the instructions you can make great meals Um, I found it easy to like modify some of them for my kids too so that Justin and I get to try something different and then uh, my kids get exposed to some new foods and you know expand their palettes too. So Taylor, if you're, if
1: our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, what should they do? They should go to com slash stillbuffering14 and use code stillbuffering14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering14 and code stillbuffering14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping.
0: So I think there's one thing we can all agree on when it comes to Greece too, and that's Michelle Pfeiffer. And I think more specifically for me anyways, while I was watching, I could not stop looking at Michelle Pfeiffer's hair
1: because
0: mm. it's very of the time, but I was very into it and very envious. So to get my hair as just bouncy and voluminous and just uh, awe-inspiring as Michelle Pfeiffer's in Greece too. that's why I use Function of Beauty <laughs> because <laughs> they are making my hair look more and more like Michelle Pfeiffer every day, but in the best way possible. I mean, it looks great, right? Yeah, it does Does. look great. Um, Function of Beauty creates your unique formula based on a short but thorough quiz to give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. So it's customized to you and what you need in your hair and in your look and to make it feel great. Every product they have is sulfate and paraben free, vegan, cruelty free, and there are over 60,000 real five-star customer reviews because it's just that great. And I have to say my favorite thing about Function of Beauty products are their scents because they have all sorts of options you can try tropical mango sweet peach crisp pear or uh, maybe you want something a little bit softer like lavender rose eucalyptus or if you don't like fragrance it's not for you that's okay because you can get unscented as well i know for me personally in my shampoo and conditioner i have lavender scented products from function of beauty i'm a night showerer and i find them very relaxing Mm. before i get in bed for the night have that nice soft lavender smell uh and they're i'm not someone that can do super strong fragrances in my products and they're very soft and i find them very relaxing uh and um that's one of my favorite things about my products so tay if our listeners want to check out function of beauty and get their own michelle pfeiffer look what what can they do
1: they should go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering uh, take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's com slash buffering to let them know you heard about it here and get 20% off your first order. com slash buffering. So uh,
2: Justin and I recently, not too recently, I guess, time has no meaning, fairly recently um, <laughs> oh. guested on uh, Go Fact Yourself, mm-hmm. fellow Maximum Fun Show. And um, our the special guests, I I guess, other than us, that we got to meet um, were from some of our favorite uh, media properties. Mm -hmm. And mine, my special secret guest that I didn't realize was on the show until after I'd been asked answering questions about him and his movie was Maxwell Caulfield. The last question that I had to answer was who was who played Michael. What was the main character's name and who played him? So thank goodness I knew (laughs) would have been awfully embarrassing had I not. Um, But I did pretty good. He said the only question I didn't know the answer to, he wouldn't have known either. Well, that's good. So there you go. Uh, But um, I lost it. Just like just (laughs) fangirled out. He appeared on the screen because it was virtual, of course. Right. And so there he is in this uh, whatever platform we were using, Zoom or whatnot. There is Maxwell Caulfield, and I will tell you that man is still gorgeous. He's still a beautiful human being. Like, I mean, time has not done him time wrong. Has no <laughs> <laughs> time
1: has no meaning specifically for for him.
2: Uh, he is he's very cool, and um, he's a cool rider? He's a cool. Ri- I don't know if he rides, but he's very cool and uh, funny. And um, I. Didn't know what to say other than uh, I am looking at Cool Rider himself. I'm talking to Cool Rider himself. You said that? No, I didn't. Say oh, good. That. No. I said, thank you for making one of the greatest movies of all time.
0: That's the first time anyone's ever said that to him. I hope you know that. He, well, he talked about that. No, I mean, there,
2: there was a little bit like the cast was obviously probably at the time disappointed because here's the, here's the kicker about Grease 2. I am one of the few people on Earth who seems to
1: love it.
0: Um, You mean it
1: it was not a massive success? Is that what you're saying? It wasn't.
0: I just think that if it hadn't been a follow-up to Greece, it wouldn't have been such a flop of a movie on its own. I think it's just because it was expected to, like, you know, be on the same level and be a sequel to such a classic movie that everyone was disappointed uh,
2: i I'm sure that was part of it. Uh, I also just think, like I don't know. Greece was movie musicals always have like this sort of they hit hard or they miss hard kind of moment, right? Like it's like as a society, we remember periodically that music is great and we like to hear it. Mm-hmm. And so in a movie, it can be super fun. And then we forget it for a while again. And it's like,, oh, you so you like movie musicals, huh? Yeah, oh, okay. And then they're great again. And I, Grease hit. Grease 2 just did not. Um, pe- mm. People just didn't love it as much. I, yeah. I There are, I, I don't know, like song for song. Maybe Grease, you could just say is better.
0: Grease also was a musical first. I thought it was a movie and then a musical. I'm pretty sure it was a musical first and then a movie. I could be wrong, but I was looking this uh-huh. up when I was looking into it. Um, Do you? Th- I thought Grease was a movie first.
1: Do you think it was intended sort of like a Halloween situation where they were just gonna have every year like there's another Grease (laughs) we return to Rydell, there's another there's another bad boy slash girl who falls in love with another good girl slash boy and we see what's out.
0: Yeah, Grease was a nineteen seventy one musical and then a nineteen seventy eight film. So it was a musical first, which maybe was part of its success was that like it already been being performed and this music already obviously was successful enough to be yeah a um, musical and then they turned it into a movie with a great cast and already had the story and then they had to do something to make a sequel and it just didn't obviously Grease 2 is not a musical <laughs> <laughs> um
2: but it but like I still you've got all
1: those songs that, I mean, I think Girl for All Seasons is a great song. I, I will say, I, I love that number. I love the costumes, yeah. like, all of the different ways that they show each month. Like, some of them are obvious. and then it's like, how do you show, like, I don't know, like, May? <laughs> it's like, Ooh, flowers. And they're really cool. I like the, the designs. I think they are, too. I, that I, scene
0: is kind of wild, but
1: they're like, here, wait, we have a talent show, I, and and here she just thinks like, oh, and then this man that I, this mystery man that I love, just died, and <laughs> like go dress like a Christmas tree and sing a song. Now.
2: <laughs> but then, but then she collapses in the middle to her knees and begins singing her own song. I, yeah, and
1: I, I love like, I, I guess it's just a common thing because it's happened with the High School Musical things too, where it's like, wait, but are we? Is is this person actually singing, or is mm-hmm. this like? singing but we're not singing we're performing a number like are the people around her in the audience like this girl just started making up a song on the spot and it is so good that's why she's winning queen of the talent show i which apparently there is
2: <laughs> yeah well yeah i i mean i don't know i think she must be singing for real because she does win queen of the talent yep. show <laughs> <laughs> um it is bizarre that so like as the plot as the plot <laughs> carries on against all odds, um, the, the cool writer has become hated by the T Birds because, you know, he's stealing Stephanie Zanoni, who is property of the T Birds <laughs> mm-hmm. by virtue of being a pink lady. And so when he does show up at the talent show, all the T Birds are like, let's go get him. And they chase him off. And then he maybe drives over like a cliff. <laughs> Except, as you find out in the end, he made the jump. He got to the other side of the ravine, giant hole. I don't know. And no one saw. Whatever. He jumped over. And so he is alive and all is well at the end. Although there's like a rival motorcycle gang that shows up and terrorizes everyone with their motorcycles.
1: I have a a question, though. (laughs) And that's the... Okay, so we know that Michael is the pianist for the talent show. Oh. So was he just there? I mean, he had to have been. Like, he (laughs) plays... <laughs> he, he jumped the
2: cliff, came back, played piano for the talent show, disappeared again, and then showed
1: up as cool writer at the end
2: of the school year luau.
1: I, I mean, it's kind of you know, it's, it's anticlimactic. <laughs> but like, as soon as they cut back to the talent show and the music plays, I'm like, oh, so he's fine. Like he's he's there. They just get cut to him like playing piano, but like, don't you don't know? That's nobody true. knows. What would that's they say a big plot hole? They knew it was Michael. It was Michael. <laughs>
2: See, I think I think that song. Who's that guy? I think mm-hmm. that's a great song. I think Prowlin' that they do. It's a, I I did with Adrian Zmed as mm-hmm. is, is, uh is he
1: the main the main T
2: bird? Yeah, the main yeah. T bird. Um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I did. I you know. I did think that song was kind of. I forgot that song, and then it's like, what are they? Oh, the grocery store. Okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> hot check ladies. Hmm.
2: I think it's a good song though, and he can really sing. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that even though the whole premise is terrible and gross, the song, Let's Do It For Our Country, is a good song.
1: Now. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Let's look at this with a modern scope, Sid. Uh, tricking a, a woman to believe that the that nuclear war has started. So you're going to be locked in a bomb shelter. <laughs> fallout shelter so you might as well have sex that is a heck of a thing to do that is some trauma yeah that, that poor lady's gonna be unpacking like 10 years down the road <laughs> yes i am saying
2: the premise is horrible but the song is pretty good <laughs> and i think i mean i think that they're trying it's like hyperbole right like this is obviously ridiculous yeah, yeah. this is not this is not real life um but yes, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that the song itself is well written and catchy. And I think everybody can sing well. Mm-hmm. I enjoy everyone's singing. Um, the last song, uh, We'll Be Together. We'll Be Together. Instead of we, we'll go always, together. And so we'll, we Go Together. Yeah, it's obviously they just didn't. They were like,
0: we, I don't know. Again, just do We Go Together. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just put it in there. Um, there's no flying car. That's true. There's a flying I guess that's star. an improvement um but yeah it ends
2: at the luau everybody ends up with who they're supposed to end up with so that's always nice i guess got that same grease ending yeah yeah well i mean it's you know it is what it is yeah it it doesn't pretend to be too much different right um i think the costuming is great i want to wear everything stephanie zanoni wears of course you do i love it all i love when she shows up in like bike shorts and she has to put on a skirt
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I loved all of the outfits at the bowling alley. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially uh, what's uh, the the sort of Marilyn Monroe type pink lady, uh, uh, Pauline? Pauline, yes, that the the gold pants with like the pink gingham top that has the gold accents. That is such a good look.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's great. The looks are very yeah. good. I thoroughly enjoy her and yeah. the whole thing. I think she's very good. I think. I think the whole cast is really funny, Mm -hmm. and I do agree with you, Tay, that at times they seem in on the joke, but I think it's, like, it's not because people thought they were making a bad film. I think it's because it is a movie musical about, like, teens and sex, somewhat. Motorcycles. Motorcycles. Like, I mean, you know, like, nobody's taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's just kind of in on it and having fun, and that's what it feels like, which is, like, what Grease was, I'm sure, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know. Sydney, I just I need to know why Greece 2. Why Greece 2? Why was this so Cuz this is something that now for years on this podcast before we even talked about media has just been a running thing that you love and defend Greece 2.
2: Mhm.
0: What why? What is it about Greece 2? I mean, okay.
2: It's multifaceted. I I liked Greece, but I was never one of those people who like was obsessed with Greece. Mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in a mean way like yeah. that's fine you can be obsessed with Greece. there are much worse things to be obsessed with I think um, but it was never like I liked it I got it I watched it I mean I was a teenager mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't I I never like connected to any of the characters other than like there were times where I thought Stockard Channing <laughs> like I getcha mm-hmm. I'm with you Um, but, uh, Grease 2, I felt, like, spoke to me more. Like, Michelle
0: Pfeiffer, Stephanie Zanoni,
2: I felt like a character I could relate to somewhat. So,
0: in high school, you really were, like, climbing up on top of ladders, and all you wanted was a cool writer. (laughs) Is that? No. Obviously... You know, then a few years later, you start dating Justin McRoy.
1: I was going to say, is that... are cool, right? First off, said I, I knew you in high school. Is that how you saw yourself? It's totally fine if you did. I just want to clarify. <laughs> no, no.
2: I just, I saw her as somebody who was doing her own thing. Mm. Okay. She had like her own thing going on. And she wasn't particularly interested in other people defining her. Mm-hmm. And And if that meant that she didn't really fit anywhere she was willing to make that sacrifice like she you know she cannot continue uh, based on the logic of the movie to be a pink lady meaning you are stripped of your personality and your friend group if you don't date this guy that Mm -hmm. you don't want to date and she's willing to do that and like in high school as an adult you're like well yeah obviously but it's like a high schooler that's a big deal Mm -hmm. and I I connected with that as somebody who never had a lot of friends (laughs) cuz i don't know cuz i didn't cuz i didn't fit in anywhere cuz mm-hmm. i didn't fit into any of the groups oh, all right except she also does theater so like that's like me
1: okay yeah <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i don't know i guess in I, that sense i also think i will always defend the music i think the music is really good i think it's funny I think it has a lot more of that humor. Like there are times where Greece really wants you to buy into the romance, whereas in Greece 2, I think they're leaning a little more into the camp. Mm -hmm. And I like that. There's something earnest about that. There's something very just like, isn't this fun? Isn't it silly? And that's really, I mean, that's more how I look at life. So I like that about it. Um, And then it's an underdog. I think I always like things that are underappreciated in my view.
1: I mean, I will say, I I don't think you could get me to sit down and watch the movie Grease uh, on any sort of regular basis. I just, that's, you know, I I think it's a well done story, but I do think you're right. It's played a little bit more straight. This Mm -hmm. movie is so ridiculous that I'm like, I would absolutely (laughs) have a cocktail and watch this movie with a group of people. Like,. It's, it's well, far more entertaining. I think it's maybe the quality yeah. on like an artistic scale might not be as high. But I, I love camp. So I'm like, I, I, I would prefer this for my that, bad taste I think, needs.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what appealed to, to me about it. I, I became obsessed for a while with trying to find a musical. They made one. No one ever did it, but like it exists. Someone wrote it. Oh, so that's what you're gonna do now? I I'm like still waiting for Guffman type. You put on a community theater production of Grease too. If I could get away with putting on a community theater production of Grease too, I would do it. I mean tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I I really I was obsessed with the idea that it has to be out there, and there really somewhere there is a script. I've never seen it. I just know it exists somewhere in the world. Someone did this, and I desperately want to see that show i want to make that show i want to be part of that i'm too old to be in it i'd be in it if i could though if they would cast it with old women i'd be in it
1: (laughs) i I mean i was gonna say for i mean the age range of the actual cast of the grease and grease two movies i don't know you might not be far off this (laughs) and
2: i i i every (laughs) every actor has to face the moment where they realize they will never play the cool writer (laughs)
1: Um, um but you got the, the principal and the her day. her silly girlfriend. I know they're not a couple, but I did like their Do kids. you shit them? <laughs> I do. I was like I like to these two old ladies <laughs> and like this one's kinda serious and this one's goofy. They're, they're I where where are you in the cast degrees? I'm like, I relate to them. I like their I like their thing. <laughs>
0: um
1: I I will I
0: will say, yes, it was called Cool Rider, mm-hmm. the musical. And it was in the West End uh for one week in 2014 i knew i knew it was out there somewhere in the world they briefly did do it. oh they did perform it yes they oh. did it. they did it for one night and then it had demand they did it for one week in 2014
1: so so, so. next next candle nights that's actually live you launch a one night only like stage grease 2 cool writer yes. stage version the night before and i think you will get a sold out house <laughs>
2: i don't know if it would be legal but i would uh, if now I you're
1: could. close personal
0: friends with cool Rider. you just can't i'll just
1: i'll get permission for maxwell caulfield yeah <laughs> no no even but like what about a shadow cast what about like you know like with rocky horror you but you could do, like do that. a shadow cast screening at like the keith Albee of of grease 2 it would just be me <laughs> It would be me alone. No, no, you you <laughs> could be you could be Michelle Pfeiffer. You get Justin uh-huh. to be the cool writer. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll, we'll build out the cast with our family. It'll be good.
2: Yeah, I would love that so much. I I would. I know there are people. That's the thing, though. I say it's just me. There, this movie has a cult following. It has become a cult classic, and I yeah. have seen enough young people on TikTok making TikToks yeah. to sounds from Grease too. That I know it's back out there.
0: Um, that there, there is a generation f- for whom it was meant. Maybe it's just ahead of its well, time. I don't maybe, know. <laughs> maybe they don't know they're from Greece too. This is also possible. Sometimes sounds oh, on TikTok yeah. just circulate as sounds on TikTok.
1: I, but I do think though, because I think to me it reminded me of a lot, of, like how I feel about the Apple when I finally yeah. finally watched that. Like oh, this is so Apple. ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Like this would be better enjoyed with like a crowd of people that know every line. Like it's like
0: Rocky Horror, yeah what we all that's what everyone decided unanimously this is how this needs to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. yes see and this to
2: me i mean like rocky horror which like went from a cult classic to i mean really has mainstream like you know i mean which is why you decided you like shock treatment exactly exactly. (laughs) it is that is why i decided like shock treatment is in many ways superior in plot now the music i mean i but i it's like grease and grease too i'm not gonna sit here and say that song for song grease two beats grease i understand that like probably density of great songs Greece wins i am just saying there's other stuff going on in Greece too that elevates it much like there's other stuff going on in shock treatment that elevates it to art <laughs> mm. um but i love rocky horror love we'll watch it anytime love it and think it deserves all of the applause but um but yeah no, I, and the really, apple by the way
1: <laughs> yes no, I, I really, I, I really like, I, I really like this idea, Sid. I, I want to encourage you to put together a, a shadow cast screening <laughs> of Grease 2. You can make little prop bags like they do have for Rocky Horror Screen. It's yeah. like, what would you throw at the, <laughs> the screen? For? I'm
2: sure I could come up with some stuff. At there, some point, it would be ketchup packs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be the part where she goes, more Ketchup! Everybody throws ketchup packs at the screen.
1: That moment where she turns the burger and is kind of gesturing at him with the burger, and there's Mm -hmm. just ketchup just dripping out of it. I I was I I was a little grossed out, but also like, all right.
0: I I don't know why, but I've yeah. That's Sydney's burger scene. That's my burger scene.
1: So much ketchup in that burger. Michelle Pfeiffer sat there, the Mm -hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, and ate that burger.
2: Um. It's funny because the like I said, the cast was really disappointed initially, um, but it has gone on to like get a lot more love. And I, Maxwell Caulfield had said it surprised him how he's seen this sort of resurgence and like rewatching it. A lot of the cast members said rewatching it later, it's not a bad movie, and they hate that it you know felt that way at the time. But it's not a bad movie. It's just you know got compared to Greece. But uh, yeah. but even Michelle Pfeiffer has is still sort of like. Uh, okay, <laughs> like, we really have to talk about that, <laughs> and don't we really have to talk about Grease too? But um, I, I think it's great, and I thank you both for talking about it
1: and no, watching I, it. I me. had fun. I, I, yeah. The only kind of movie I don't like watching is a boring movie, and this movie was anything but boring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I, I. This is no, like this is not irony. I earnestly enjoy Grease too. I would encourage you if you've never seen it, just try it. There are worse ways to spend an hour and a half and you know that's true and then you can say you did and if you don't like it you can say see I knew I wouldn't like it and I was right and if you do like it you can be pleasantly surprised and
1: and if you too think Sydney should put on a a, uh, screening of Grease 2 with a shadow cast (laughs) I think you should tweet at her
2: or if you've written Grease 2 uh, adapted for the stage please let me know call the cool writer I would like to reproduce it with teenagers in Huntington West Virginia (laughs) there we go
1: well, not actual teenagers, right?
2: Uh, I don't know. I guess not. I Probably not.
0: If you want them to look
1: like the real movie, they can't be actual no, teenagers. I I I 25 to 35, I think. Yeah. Can you
2: do it with old people and I can be in it? That's my No, that mean, if you're the I one think doing that's it. that's
1: how you should do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I am high schooler Stephanie Zanoni. Oh, absolutely. The entire cast. <laughs> We're all pushing 40. <laughs> Taylor, what's
1: next? Uh, up next I want to talk about uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, both the Ooh. comic book and the movie uh, you know if you can if you have a chance to check out the comic book again uh, I think we've all read some of it I've read all of it mm. but uh, well there are like what seven
0: of them yeah there are fair of them fair of- I've, read th- I've read them all at some
2: point all right well we will check that out and uh, and talk about that next week yeah all right all right. Well thank you both again. Uh thank you listeners. Uh you should go to MaximumFun dot org and listen to all the wonderful podcasts there. Um, including Go Fact Yourself, which I was on and Justin was on and I got to talk to Maxwell Caulfield and you can hear me just like gasp and not say anything but ah, ah, ah. Hi <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> over and over. Um, I wish there was a screenshot of my face. <laughs> no, I'm glad there wasn't. It was late. I was in my pajamas. Um Thank you. Uh, you can tweet at us. I didn't say that. At, at Stillbuff. <laughs> you can email us at maximumfund.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme
0: song, Baby Change of Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl.
2: I'm Sydney McRoy, And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am still buffering,
1: And, and I, I am, am too.
2: Song. <laughs> <laughs> different songs right from yeah. Greece too
1: yeah. <laughs> That's about right Hey, I'm Jordan Morris,
2: creator of the Max Fun scripted sci-fi comedy podcast Bubble. We just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel.
1: At SF Sketchfest in 2019, we recorded a live show with Alison Becker, Eliza Skitter, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, and special guests Gene Gray, Jonathan Colton, Jesse Thorne, Nick Weiger, and a bunch of other cool folks.
2: We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot.
1: Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy.
0: (gasps) Oh, yeah. Can I be the gravy sack?
1: Out now on MaximumFun.org
2: and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today.